Previously on the Nature of My Game podcast. The group had found a a man-made cement tunnel, a culvert, out in the desert that seemed to lead underground back toward the plant. I think we came here for a reason, you know, with the intention of if we found something to continue, we're probably going in here. Every once in a while, it seems like the water, the like stream that's flowing through the center of the tunnel and running running out, picks up speed. I think we should have timers on our phones and stuff set up for the timing so that if we're getting caught up in what we're seeing or something, um, we have an external reminder of when to get out. You see that the, the tunnel, not too far down, opens up into a, a larger room in front of you is a stone archway that is like standing in the middle of the room. And you see that that in between the archway is filled with like a deep gray mist. I'll hold on to the idea of like thinking of my mom and kind of, I guess, remind myself like why I'm doing this so that that doesn't happen to more people. Ben, you kind of slip on one of the rocks and fall and like hit your shoulder pretty hard. I was thinking maybe putting some plants on it, like something alive, to see if it gets affected. Portia, when you pull the stick back through, you see that the flowers have disappeared. Dallas, Texas, January 17th, 2008. Ben McKissick had always considered himself a rational man who only put stock in rational things. Things he could see and things he could touch. Things science could explain and could prove. But what he had seen out there hadn't been rational at all, and he could not explain it. Ben was sitting in a nondescript conference room in a nondescript government building in Dallas, Texas. He had intended to return home to Portland a few days ago, But he had been called in for questioning, and the men in suits had asked him not to leave town. So he hadn't. He wasn't really sure that he wanted to leave, either. He wanted answers, and somewhere in the back of his mind, he hoped these government officials, G-men, he kept thinking to himself, these are real-life G-men, could give him those answers. They had called him in again today, but certainly hadn't provided any answers, at least not yet. Mr. McKissick, thank you for coming back in to see us today. The information you provided us last time was quite useful, and we appreciate your honesty. Wait, they believed him? They believed him about the lights he had seen, and the huge craft he had stumbled on? He barely believed himself, and he certainly didn't expect that they'd accept his story on face value. Now, Mr. McKissick, you're a journalist, correct? And you report on strange phenomena for the New York Times? Usually debunking the claims, finding scientific explanations for the strange things people say they see and experience? The men weren't waiting for answers to these questions, and it was clear to Ben that they knew all about his work, and probably a lot more. Well, we need you to do the same thing this time. Ben started to interrupt, to say that this time had been different. He really had seen something strange, something without explanation, but the man cut him off. We know, Mr. McKissick. This time was different. We believe you. But you must understand, that's not the type of story that people need right now. And certainly not from a reporter as credible as you. No, no, this is the story you're going to publish. They handed Ben a flash drive sitting on top of a Word document that had been printed out. He scanned the document. It was a story about UFO sightings in the small town of Stevensville, Texas, that Ben himself had written, explaining the sightings as simple tricks of the light. But he hadn't written it, and it certainly didn't include any of the things he had seen, 
The things that had rocked him were still rocking him to his very core. The things that had made him question everything he knew, or thought he knew. Everything he believed. Before Ben could say anything, the man spoke up again. I believe this is the beginning of a great partnership, Mr. McKissick. Next time, we'll let you write the story. And those answers you want? You just might find them. We'll be in touch. You're free to go. I feel like we're in the very kind of intense part of this scenario, um, or at least it's getting close to that point. So I don't want to, I don't want to talk for too long before we actually get started because I know everybody's excited to jump in. But uh, a question that I do have, again, kind of in the spirit of continuing to reflect on your characters as we, as we play, is well, and I guess not not so much your characters, but for you personally, for you as players, for for Bex and Nick and Sarah. Do you think you would be more disappointed if you found out what was going on, but your character died? Or if your character survived, but you didn't actually find out what was going on? would definitely be more disappointed if I didn't find out. Yeah, I would. I would rather have my character die and know. I guess it depends, Eric. Are you, uh, are you bringing us back for further podcasts? Are our characters existing past this? I certainly will bring back you all <laughs> as players. Uh, and if they, if your characters survive, they are, they definitely can come back. No, no, I'm 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 mostly kidding. Uh, I I think I think I agree with everyone else. I think I don't know. That's just part of the job or part of into Delta Green is understanding that we might not might not make it. That's super morbid. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe for Sonny, just because, like, you know, part of his... And I guess for both, all of our characters, like, our scars kind of go back or have something to do with our encounters with the unnatural. So more unexplainable things or more not knowing, but knowing stuff is out there might just make those scars even worse. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's... I, I do think in some in some role-playing games, people get so attached to their characters that, like, their character dying is the worst possible thing that can happen, but... I don't think you can go into into this game. I don't think you can go into Delta Green with that attitude. It sounds like you all are more interested in the mystery than necessarily your character surviving. Though I think everyone would probably prefer if their character survived and solved the mystery. Uh, so let's 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 see whether let's see whether that can actually happen. So when we left off, um, the three of you were exploring this culvert that you had found uh, underneath the ground, leaning back uh, toward the hunt plant. And in fact, you had found a room kind of uh, underneath where you think the hunt plant stood that had water kind of all around it and uh, strange, odd plants and greenery growing in the room. Uh, But the strangest thing was a a gateway, you know, 12 to 15 feet on all sides, standing in the middle of the room and a strange, almost mystical, supernatural mist flowing 
you know, kind of in the space underneath the archway. And you've you've run some some experiments um, to try to figure out what's going on here. You threw a rock through. You've you've had to go back and forth from the room a couple of times because of the fear that there may be some radiation radiating uh, from this room um, at certain intervals. And um, you've just done a test where you put some of the the strange red plants uh, through through the mist. And as uh, Portia pulled the stick that they were attached to back, sees that the plants had disappeared. Right around that time, you hear Ben shout out 10 minutes, uh, because Ben is, has kind of stayed back and is counting down for you. And so you've reached the halfway point of um, the time that you've allotted yourselves. Portia, any immediate uh, thoughts as to what, what happened to the, the plants? I, I mean, obviously, wasn't expecting them to disappear. I was, ex- I thought it would be more likely that they would wilt or die or change in some way. But I really would love. Uh, I wish that we had a bird or a mouse or something to put through and see what happens to them. Like if they just disappear. Like, are, do living things go and now they live in some other place? I don't. You know, are they existing somewhere else? Because you know, matter doesn't just disappear. But that didn't happen to the rock, right? Like the rock. I, I, I was just going to say, do you want to try throwing a rock now and seeing if I can see it, like go past the mist? Um, or oh, yeah, if it... definitely. Okay. I'll stay where I am then if you want to do that. Okay. Sure. So you toss another rock through and uh, Sunny, you do see that you see the rock come through and kind of hit up against the, uh, the rubble that's behind the archway. Okay. So things can make it through. Not if but alive. I guess, yeah, potentially not living things. That's the only difference here, I guess. None of us have tried. We haven't come into contact with the mist at all. No. Right? Seems like a bad idea. <laughs> like a very bad idea. <laughs> but, yeah, maybe not a risk, even with if we were to put on the one of the gloves and try and touch it, if that would be a bad idea or not. I'm assuming bad. I don't know. I think I, that was kind of the extent of our plan that we had made. What do you think? Which one of you, or what are both of your hit points at? I'm at eight. I'm at 10. Okay. I was just curious. I was kind of thinking out loud of like, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder how much, how much damage it could do if you just like, <laughs> if you just like, if you just like stuck a hand in. How much in, damage um, the mist would that, do? That's obviously not my call to make. Well, you know, your your hit points are already down, so why don't you come back out here and you can stick your <laughs> hand in it? Yeah, I'm 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 at seven. At this point, you hear Ben shout out 12, 12 minutes. Okay, so we still have we still have some time to to come up with something. Can we look more closely at the archway? It looks in the drawing like there might be three spaces for something gold to be, or three square spaces. Yeah. So so where those other spaces would be are blocked by rubble. That's kind of built up next to the arch and so you can't see you could try to like kind of climb around and like move some of the of the rubble to see if there's anything there yeah i think i'd like to do that yeah um yeah you so um sunny are you gonna kind of climb down and 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 help as well yeah i'd say there's not much else for me to do up here so i'll climb down yeah we can start trying to to move some of the rubble together see if there are more cubes and Actually, sorry, I assumed we had maybe done this already. Have we taken a full sweep of, like, the perimeter of this space as much as we can? 
I wouldn't say no that you've walked all across the space because so much of it is covered in rubble that a lot of it was like climbing around through the rubble that's in this area. Yeah. The only the only clear space is kind of the path from where you enter the room through the archway. And even mm-hmm. even Sunny saw on the other side that that space hasn't been cleared there either. Oh. Behind the so I was going to say, we haven't even looked, like, we don't even know if there are other entrances into this space yet, do we? And yeah, I mean, you don't see that. Like, you don't see any, like, openings in the in the walls around. Yeah, it's also dark. True. Yeah, let's investigate the archway a little bit more, though. A little more closely. Clear out a little more if we can. All right, so, yeah, so you um probably spend about as much time as you can. So you hear the 14 and the 16 uh, being shouted by Ben. And right around the 16 mark, which is you think when you have to to kind of leave, you 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 are able to clear enough rubble to see at least one of the you know one of the slots where you where it looks like on the drawing there is something else, and there is another gold cube in that slot. Is it something that we could just take out? Yeah, sure. So it's not. I guess I was thinking that rubble and mist were, were blocking it, but so we can, there's no mist uh, that we would have to go through to get it. There's no mist to get it, no. The, the mist is really kind of contained in between the pillars of the archway. And the, 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 the cube and the slot are on the pillar, and so the mist doesn't kind of extend past it. And the drawing shows us how many are there? Uh, the drawing looks like three. And we should assume that this cube, I think, is radioactive, if if the other one is as well. So, um, you know, take necessary precautions. It would be, for lack of better phrasing, it would be a a dog poop grab, you know? (laughs) The glove would be on, we'd grab it, and then the (laughs) sleeve would be coming out around it. Yeah, that's perfect. (laughs) So kind of like get it in the glove and then get out of there. Do we, I mean, what, not to, um, no, not want to do that, but what do we think the reasoning for that is? Do we think it's going to like lessen the power of this arch? Um, I mean, if we're assuming that once we put the third one back in, that it would cause something else to happen, are we assuming taking more of the cubes away lessens what it does? I guess I just kind of want to look at it and see if it's the same as the other one. Like, I I wanted to do a little more research on the etchings on the other one anyways. Like, do those symbols mean anything? Before you're really able to debate too much of this, your time is is kind of slowly running out. And so you do think that if if you want to not risk the spike in radiation, you're going to have to come back out and and make this decision as a group. I think I'm just going to put the glove on. You're just going to go for it? You're just going to grab it? Yeah, I'm just going to put the glove on and take it. All right. Um, so you reach out and you uh, you pull the gold cube out and uh, it comes out really easily and nothing noticeable happens. Okay, wrap it up in the glove, throw it in the bag, and then let's get out of there then. Yeah. All right, I need uh, athletics or dex minus 20 checks. Oh, actually, no, sorry. Um, that's wrong because uh, Portia found a, a smooth way through. And so, uh, so you're able to take her path back, and you cross over the rubble blocking the entrance to the room, and head back down the culvert tunnel, back to Ben. Um, and right as you're reaching the Geiger counter, you hear it. You hear the the clicks increase in speed, um, and so you you were cu- you cut it much closer this time than the last time. Got it. So less planning while we're out there next time, and and more uh, beforehand. Well, plus, I mean, you spent time kind of like 
lifting heavy rubble to move it out of the way to, to see the area. So that, you know, there, there was, it was, it was less quick experiments and more like you actually had to spend some energy and, and time um, moving some of that stuff. Right. So then, yeah, I guess it's the same discussion we had last time. Do we want to, do we feel the need to go back? Do we have the, the capabilities, the, the, you know, knowledge right now to go back? Or do we want to head back to the hotel and do some research on the things we have? It's kind of get Ben back to full health. I also assume that, and I, I wouldn't have expected you to, to necessarily share it, but I, I assume that you tell Ben about both the plants and the, the removal of the rubble and the taking of the cube. Uh, yeah. I would really advocate for kind of pausing here, I think, and like going back and regrouping. I, we've learned a lot and there might be like more connections we can make. Some of the drawings might make more sense, things in the notebook, stuff like that. Yeah, I don't. I don't hate that idea. Yeah, I'm. I'm okay with that. Um, I, I can um, potentially try to find a, a doctor to take a look at my shoulder and, and hopefully, um, you know, maybe maybe get some hit points back um, if I'm lucky. Yeah, uh, I don't know how far we'd have to go for the, the nearest doctor. And I mean, if it's one in town, I'm not sure if maybe you go into the doctors is the best. Uh, move with how maybe news circulates around, but we can maybe figure that out when we get back to the hotel. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if we're to assume that, like, does everyone in town, like, know our names by now, or, like, do they know? Maybe they don't know our names, but if, you know, if another person hears that, you know, a journalist is in town, that seems to be a pretty surprising thing. Uh, And then, you know, if that gets over to the, the sheriffs or anyone and they find out that you got hurt pretty bad, I'm sure they're wondering what you got into to to have that happen. Yeah. I feel like at Furnace Creek, though, maybe you, you know, you got to the hotel, you ask the concierge, say, like, I was hiking and I tripped and hurt my shoulder. Like, is there a medic I could see somewhere nearby? I don't think that seems too sketchy, does it? No, no, I don't think so. You might just even have better luck with the first aid on your own now that we're you know, back maybe where more supplies are. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that, but that's true. Yeah, let's, let's try that first. So are we we agreeing then to get the hell out of this tube and uh, go look at the stuff we have? Yeah, and I think we should be on high alert as we move from the entrance of it to the car in the dark, given that it's between 6 and 9 p.m. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, I think it's a it's good that we know where all this where all of these things are now and that Porsche found a quicker route because I feel like we could get back here fairly quickly and um, and we know that we don't have to worry about injuring ourselves now that we've found uh, a, a way back. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So as we go from culvert to car, I think I will have my weapon like out for the first time. I'm a little nervous, I'll be honest. Sounds good. So you um, you start to make your way out of the culverts, back down the tunnel, kind of away from underneath the plants, moving back toward where you found the entrance and where, where you parked the car. And so when you when you kind of break out of the culverts, it's not pitch black. Um, you know the the sun the sun has set or is just setting. You know, but there's still a little residual light out in the desert. But you know, it's 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 definitely like getting darker and and harder to see. And I need all three of you to, to make me a, an alertness check. Ooh, nice job. 
All right. So, um, so we have a we have a, a forty four over twenty, which is a critical fumble for uh, for Ben. Um, we have a forty five under seventy for Portia, and a two under forty for Sunny. So, as you're kind of making your way out, um, you know, you you kind of make a beeline for the car. I think Ben's shoulder is probably hurting him quite a bit now. It's gotten pretty sore, um, and so he he just kind of makes a direct beeline. For the car and i think portia is particularly nervous and attuned and so she's the one that kind of as she's leaving kind of holds her gun up and kind of scans the horizon and sees something moving toward the three of you and you immediately know in your gut that this thing is the thing that you saw out of the corner of your eye uh, the night before moving off into the desert. Your first reaction when you see it moving very fast towards you, um, you know, it looks like it's it looks like maybe it was it's kind of stalking and like moving rapidly towards you, is that it's a like an enormous flightless bird, as you see kind of in the in the in the light that's left some glints of feathers, but like a flightless bird that is the size of a pickup truck. And as it as it gets closer, you see its short little arms and rows of teeth in its mouth. You know that it's a dinosaur. You are absolutely one hundred percent positive oh my God. <laughs> that it is a dinosaur. <laughs> oh shit. If you look on roll twenty, I'll show you exactly what this thing looks like. Honestly, get the fuck out of here. Wow. <gasps> oh god, that's so big. Oh no. <laughs> Whoa, okay. All right, Nick. You were so spot on with your prediction like four <laughs> episodes ago. It's unbelievable how close you were. Uh, this is this is fantastic and terrifying. Wow! Oh my God. I was I did not want to be right. <laughs> so this thing is uh, it has small forearms that are sprinkled with orange green feathers, uh, and it also has uh, these orange green feathers on its back. But as it gets closer, it's quite obviously like a predator. Its head is filled with two-inch serrated teeth, um, and it has one blunt horn on its nose. And it is it is moving very rapidly towards you. And so in this first round, we're actually going to move into combat here. In this first round of combat, the only people that are going to be able to act, or the only things that are going to be able to act, are the creature and Portia. But if you could each read me, what is your dex score? Not your dex times five, just your your straight up dexterity score. Mine is 11. Mine is 10. Mine is also 10. And it's is higher than all of those, I think, but let me confirm. Great. Yeah, it's is actually 13. All right, so um, it is moving rapidly towards you and you know, it, 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 it's, it's, it is a hunter, it is a, it, you know, it's a natural predator, and its instincts kick in, and it sees the way that Ben is moving, you know, maybe he's favoring his shoulder or something, but it sees the way Ben is, it, it, you know, it, it knows that Ben is injured and is the weakest of the pack, and Portia, you see this thing charging toward Ben, and before you can react, it, it reaches out with one of its, like, the claws on its forearm, and you see as it, like, goes to slash, even though these arms are short, they're, like, long, sharp claws, and slashes out at Ben. Before I can do anything, 
Yeah, it, it gets to go first, and then you then you can go. Um, so that's a 38 under 65, um, and so that is a hit. Ben, we're so sorry. I'm hit. I'm hit. And so, Ben, how many hit points do you have left? Currently, I have seven. Oh, God! <laughs> so it slashes out and deals uh, four points of damage. And so, you know, you, you like turn just in time, Ben, to see this thing charging at you. And you kind of like, you turn and open up your chest to it and it slashes across your chest and you just, like it, it rips whatever shirt you're wearing and like gouges into your chest. All right, so now it is, um, it's gonna be Portia's turn, but Portia, before that, I need you to roll me a, uh, a sanity check because you've just seen a dinosaur burst oh, dinosaur. from the desert and attack and attack your friend. Yeah. Oh God. Okay. Cool. I'm fine. All right. So you rolled a, seven, a 37 under 61. You still take one point of sanity damage and I need you to roll me another sanity check uh, because of your condition. Okay. 50. Another success. 50 under 61. Um, and so you are able to you, you take the one point of sanity damage, but you keep your composure, you stay in the moment, um, and your training kicks in, and you have an action. Um, you have your gun out already. Uh, what do you do? I am going to try and shoot the creature. All right. I guess I don't know where like its heart would be, so maybe I aim at like its eyes. You can you can take a called shot. That that is a that is a real thing. Though let me check what the rules are for that. But you also can just because um, I think it's harder. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, I shoot at the creature. I can I also kind of like shout while I'm doing that to try and get its attention away from them. Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, the gun the gunshot will also serve a similar purpose. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, go ahead and roll me uh roll me firearms. All right. Waiting to do that. Oh no. I missed. Yeah, 76 over 40. So you like, you let out like a few shots from your handgun, but it's, you know, it's dark or it's getting dark. Um, you're still, you know, your nerves are obviously like, you know, kind of very intense right now. And it also reacts quickly as it hears the first gunshot and kind of ducks a little bit. Um, and the shots fire over the head of this creature. Uh, it is up again. And because of the gunshots, it, it has decided that it has uh, a more significant threat. Uh, but it, it, it's so large that it barely has to move. And it kicks out one of its hind legs and tries to um, kind of knock Portia in the chest uh, with, it, with, a, with a, a heavy kick. Like a kangaroo. Like a kangaroo, yes. Now I will say, because this is the start of the turn and you all you are all able to act... Um, and you have not acted. If you would like to attempt to dodge, that is also something you can do. You all should have a dodge score of some sort. So if you if you choose to try to dodge, you then you don't get another action this turn. So you wouldn't be able to also shoot. But it's up to you, kind of, if you want to try to dodge this attack. I think I'd rather have an action. All right. Um, so you don't attempt to dodge, and the creature, um, you feel just this enormous amount of force hit into your torso because it does hit you and you you know you can feel it you can for sure feel it bruising as it kicks you but you take three points of damage um which i i I will tell you is very low compared to what it could have rolled um so you take you take three points of hit point damage as this thing kicks you in the chest 
but it is now your turn again um, because you know the first round was just it and you, and now the second round you actually still have a higher dex than these two, and you were ready for this, right? You were you were the one that was on the lookout. You were the one that had seen this creature before, even though you didn't know what yeah. it was. Um, so it is it is your turn. How far are we from the car? I mean, you're not far from the car, but also, yeah. I mean, if if you wanted to, you could you could on this turn reach the car. I don't think you could get in the car, but you could reach the car. Or you could, like, take cover behind the car if you wanted. Could I roll under it? Yeah. Okay, can I also yell out to Bex or to Ben to do that as well? Sure. Is he closer? I mean, there's room for both of you under the car if you want yeah. to try to roll under yeah. it. Yeah, so I'm going to shout, like, get under the car and then try and get under the car. Okay, yeah, so you, so you kind of, you try to kind of run around the creature and you, like, tuck and dive and roll underneath the car. Give me a... Give me an athletics check to to see whether you you know like cut yourself yeah. as you di- as you dive under the car. Is that for both of us? No, because you haven't you haven't acted yet. So okay, yeah. So oh. it's just for her. So you take um you take two more points of damage as you um you like catch the you catch part of the something underneath the car and cut your arm. Oh my gosh, I only have three. I'm I'm also at three. We need some help. You guys can't leave me. <laughs> I I'm now questioning of course like should we have tried to run back into the culvert instead would it have fit in there You do think I mean if if you're thinking about it you do think that it could fit under there right in, Into the culvert Yeah yeah I mean the culvert is like 12 to 15 feet across on all sides so it's it's a it's a oh, pretty that, big Okay it could have been worse if I guess if I had run that way so I'm also a little worried that it can just kick the car off all right, so Ben and Sunny, you have the same dexterity, so you actually can choose who acts first. I'm gonna say me, because, I mean, does it have like a ripple effect? Like if I act first and happen to make like uh, a hit on the uh, on the, the, the dinosaur, <laughs> um, will that impact like its possibility of then attacking Ben? Well, so you're you're both going to get to act before it acts. Oh, okay. Um, no matter what order you go in. Gotcha. I, I, I'm, I'm still fine. Go, yeah, I would, first I would say go ben first you... because it, it, it may, the result may impact what I do. Unless, of course, if you go first and, or no, it still has to go. Never mind. Never mind. So, um, Sonny, you are going to go first. What would you like to do? I think I've also got to try and take a Let's see. What are the options here other than taking a shot at it? Uh, I don't love the idea of running under the car. No offense, Porsche. Don't, don't you know. Have... Yeah, I have the rifle. I mean, like, I don't think uh, in, the, in, in the game the, the size of the gun affects how well I can shoot it. I'm still rolling the same thing. We don't really have anything <laughs> that's going to distract it unless we, like, try and, like, throw one of the cubes or something. Is there anything, like... You would assume that a rifle, just given that you can kind of brace it and you can aim, like, you would assume that you'd have a better chance of hitting it than we would, right? I mean, maybe it's not taken into account, but I feel like... So with either the handgun or the rifle, you can can take an action to aim, um, which would give you a better shot the following turn, but it still is something that would happen on the following turn. Ah, goddamn... I think we're just. I think we're just taking a shot. I think we're taking All a right, shot at so it. All right. So go ahead and roll me. Um, actually, sorry. Before you do that, I need you to roll me a sanity check because I haven't. We haven't done your sanity check for seeing a literal dinosaur appear 
running at you from the desert. Right, but Nick, who's <laughs> Sunny, uh, hypothesized that this would happen. So Sunny we'll should see. be okay. We'll see. So that is a 55 under 70. And so you, that's a critical success. So you take no sanity damage. You are completely calm in this situation. Um, and you line up your shot. So now we're doing a firearms roll. Yep. Great. Motherfucker. So that's a 54 over 40. And so you fire off another couple of rounds. But again, you know, this is, it, it's just appeared seconds ago. You saw it slash across uh, one of your partner's chest and then kick the other one, you know, and you're just, you're, your nerves are a little shaky and you, you miss your shot. So that means that Ben is up. Um, and Ben, I'm going to need you to roll me a sanity check as well. Looking, looking a little bleak for us at the moment. All right, so that's a success. Uh, you take one point of sanity damage uh, because it's not a critical success. Um, so you take one point of sanity damage from the shock of seeing this creature, but you are up and you can act. I, I mean, I think, I think I've also gotta kind of try to try to to kind of hide and 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 seek some cover. I, did did we establish if it if it would be easier to? High to to get under the car versus back into the culvert. The car is, I think, a little bit closer, um, but I think you could get probably back to the culvert too in one action if you wanted to. Okay. There's also less kind of there's less cover in the culvert, right? Because the culvert is you know even though it's a tunnel, it's it's a pretty big one, and so it's pretty wide open. Mm. Okay. Doesn't mean you couldn't run. You continue to run down the culvert through the tunnel. Yeah. Yeah, fair fair point. Okay, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna make a break for the uh, for the car then. All right. So are you trying to dive underneath it as well, like Porsche did? Yeah. All right. So go ahead and roll me an athletics check. That's a twenty under thirty. Um, and so you you even though your your shoulder hurts so badly, you drop under and roll underneath the car. And so then we move to the top of the next round. The creature, the dinosaur, is up, and it has only one obvious target. Well, I, I mean, hey, they're <laughs> under there still. <laughs> this thing is a—it's 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 a, a natural predator. It knows which target it should go for based on what's most expedient. And the uh, the one the one person in front of uh, it is the most expedient at this point. And so it turns toward it turns toward Sunny and bares its teeth and then goes to uh, to bite Sunny. Sonny, would you like to use your action this turn to attempt to dodge? <laughs> uh, does that mean that I go before them? No. So you you would roll to dodge this attack, which would you would mean that you would lose your you would you would lose your action this turn, but it would potentially keep you from being hit. So if you don't dodge and it succeeds at its roll, it, it you. hits you. It hits you, right? Yeah, it bites you. If you attempt to dodge, it's similar to like that opposed check that you did with Portia. Right. And we go heads up. Yeah, exactly. And I'm guessing the the like the proximity of the dinosaur then isn't isn't going to impact me shooting it better potentially if I choose to wait. Yes, that's correct. Look how big its mouth is. Look at the beach. <laughs> gonna eat your head or something. Porsche's yelling from under the car for me to get the fuck out of there. I'm like dodge. Yeah, get away. I think I think one thing that you also have to take into account is that 
Portia and I now both have cover, and so uh, we hope we hopefully should be able to to right to get some shots off, or or you know, uh, hop in the car and try to try to ram the thing, or, or like I feel like we have kind of some options. Whereas you you're kind of exposed right now. Yeah. All right. I guess I'm dodging. All right. So go ahead and roll me a dodge check. Literally crossing my fingers for you. We're so oh, screwed. No. Oh, no. So that's a uh, that's a 91 over 30, oh. so it's a fail on the dodge. But I also rolled a 56 over 55, and so the creature misses on the bite. There's a god. Hell yeah. <laughs> Nick has his arms raised in glory. <laughs> Wait, what does that mean? Like, it just bites the air? Well, yeah, I mean, it, so it, it doesn't get to automatically hit, and so it, you know, it, it reaches out and tries to bite, but you know, maybe, maybe as uh, maybe as Sonny is trying to like dodge out of the way, he like swings the rifle around and kind of like hits it on the nose enough that it uh, that it kind of deflects the bite from from hurting him. Great. That's actually exactly what happened. And so then, uh, Portia, it is your turn. Okay. So I've been just like getting myself set up under the car so that my hands are stable and stuff, and I have a good shot. And I am going to try and shoot the dinosaur. <laughs> Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm going to say you, you kind of, cause you kind of have to like turn yourself around and like get back into position. And so I'm going to give you two options here. You can either stay mostly covered under the car, keep your own cover, but take a bit of a penalty to your shot. Or you can like kind of give yourself a clearer shot, but you're a little bit more exposed. doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to attack you, but you would be a little bit more exposed. You did come to tell me about the lead or the radiation poisoning. Okay. All right. I'm going to risk it. All right. So you, you kind of like, you kind of turn yourself around under the car and like crawl on your elbows yep. to like underneath the trunk and like reach out and take a shot at this creature. Uh, so go ahead and roll yep. me a firearms check. Yes. Three under 40. And so that is a hit and uh, a handgun does a D10 damage. So I will, I will roll that for you since I have a D10 handy here. So your shot rings out. I'm not going to tell you how much damage it was because, you know, it's, it's a bit of an abstract thing. But your shot rings out and hits the creature. You don't think it's, you don't think it really hits it in a vital spot. Mm. But it definitely, I mean, it definitely makes good contact. And the dinosaur, like, roars out in pain yes. um, as you okay. hit it. Nice cool. shot. Can we get a dinosaur roar, Eric? Uh, no. No, you can't. <laughs> um, and so it is now, uh, Sonny doesn't get to go because Sonny used his action to dodge. So Ben, you are now up. I think the way, the way I see it is there's like, no, I think there's really only one option. Got, got to take another shot at it. Um, I don't think there's really anything else I can do other than getting in the car, trying to ram it. That was I was going to throw that out there. Like, do we want to get in the car and not under it. I don't know if that's better protection or not. Yeah, I do think that's going to be better. It's just a matter of how to manage it. But but up to you. I, I mean, I still like taking a shot. So I know um, that Portia already acted, right? And, sh- and so she's under the car with me. So if I were to get into the driver's seat of the car and, and take an action of like, you know, driving the car, at the dinosaur, would would Portia be able to get in the car with me, or is she now, or would she be exposed? 
So all you would be able to do on this turn, I think, would be to to get up out from under the car and attempt to open the door and get inside. And then I'm going to make you do a luck roll to see whether the car is actually unlocked or not. But you you wouldn't be able to like drive it anywhere on this turn. It's happening too fast. Okay. All right. Then I yeah I think I gotta just take a shot at it. I'll... All right, so you you do the same thing as Porsche. You kind of turn yourself around underneath the car. Do you are you gonna try to stay hidden and take a penalty to your shot, or are you gonna kind of expose yourself a little bit and, and take the shot more cleanly? Yeah, I mean my firearm score is not the the best uh, to begin with, and and I I don't really want to reduce that in any way. So yeah, I think I'm just gonna I think I'm just gonna chance it. All right, so you uh, go ahead and roll me firearms. That's a forty three over twenty. Um, your shot rings out, but does not, you don't think it hits the creature. Uh, so we're back to the top of the round, and for a second, you think that the the dinosaur is turning toward Portia because, you know, it got, it got hit with the shot from that direction. It kind of, like, spins and turns to look at her, and then takes off in the other direction. Away from us? Yeah, away, away, away from you, but, like, back into Ooh. the desert. So, Portia, you're up. What, what do you do? So I'm going to try and open up that car door. All right, so you scramble out from from underneath the car, and you go to see to open up the car, and it is unlocked. Yeah, you, you can open up and get in the driver's seat if you want. Mm, yeah. All right, so Porsche gets in the driver's seat. Ben and Sunny, you are now both up. The dinosaur is um, has turned and started to run very fast in back into the desert. In the car. <laughs> so far away that taking a shot like it would be would I take some points off of that no no it's it's still close enough now that you could you could take a shot at it, especially with your rifle you could take a shot yeah my thought is that if it's if it's turned around and running away that's its plan is to continue running away so even if I shoot at it it's not going to draw its attention back to us is my thought so I think I'm going to take another shot nice yeah go for it go ahead and roll me a, roll me a firearms check come on so that's a 45 over 40, and so you kind of shoot off at it, but it's it's very fast, and, you know, it, is, it has definitely started to get dark at this point, and uh, you, you don't hit it. And so, Ben, you're up. This is where I'm kind of remembering our, our standing orders of stop, obscure, like, all that stuff, because I'm like, you know, it, on the one hand, we're, we're, we're trying to, like, earn safety for ourselves, but on the other hand, like, we, we obviously don't want... <laughs> like a dinosaur to just be running around, right? That's so crazy. <laughs> Presumably, though, it has been running around for the last couple months. If we yeah. are going to jump to conclusions that it's killed these people, I don't know if it's... It's only murdered two people. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, but... I, I guess I'm just thinking, yeah, if the, like, if, if the... If the dinosaur is, like, you know, runs down Main Street, like you know, past the, the gas and sip or whatever. It's, it's like, you know, it, it, it's all out there. Definitely. We're causing epistur. It's no longer quiet. Well, yeah. And remember that when you, when you were thinking back to your standing orders, the fifth one was saving lives, right? The, the first couple are stop and obscure the, the, the incursion, right? So, so honestly, Delta Green doesn't even care so much about the two people who are dead but would care a lot if even a town of 80 people saw a dinosaur running through the middle of the town. They want yeah. it to be a serial killer. Oh yeah, they would much rather it be a serial killer than it be a dinosaur. Yeah, it's gotta be something explainable. 
That's Ben's job, remember? <laughs> well, yeah, sure, but I mean... You gotta survive, though, if that's gonna happen. It's gonna be pretty hard for me to for me to obscure it in a story if uh, if everyone's like got their you know their camera phones out and like they're like dinosaur. Exactly. All right. So Ben, what 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 action would you like to take? Um, I'm gonna try to get in the car. All right. So uh, yeah, you're you're able to crawl out from underneath and get in the car. So it, it's it's the dinosaur's turn now and it continues to run. Portia and Ben are both in the car. Uh, Sonny, you are outside of the car, and now you think the shot would be really, really hard. My question, though, is still, is it hard enough where I'm going to lose, a, like, the percentage, like, my chance of hitting it is going down, or is it the same? Uh, your chance of hitting it at this point would go down, yeah. Then, 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 yeah, I'm getting in the car. All right, so, so, Sonny climbs into the back seat of the SUV. Are you three returning, or are you chasing? Mm. How much like ammunition do we have? How many more shots do we have? Oh yeah, you're you're fine with ammunition. The, the FBI has you well loaded out in terms of rounds. You're, you're, there's no issue with that. And is there anything else in the car that we haven't used? You know, like dynamite. No, you don't. They didn't. They didn't supply you with any grenades or or dynamite. No. <laughs> the, uh, the old the old trusty rocket launcher. <laughs> like a flamethrower is what I had in my mind that would, that would be like really helpful, but. Yeah, we don't have that. I think, I think we got a chase. Yeah, I agree. I think so, too. All right, so Porsche's in the driver's seat. I sure am. Porsche, what's, oh, your, uh, what's your drive score? I have 40 drive. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. What does anybody else have drive? I'm curious whether anybody else would be better situated. 20. 20. Yeah, so Porsche is the it best driver, and out. she is. <laughs> Hell yes. And see, I have lots of experience driving in desert conditions as well from my background and time in the Middle East, so. Um, so we're, yeah, we're going to stay in initiative order uh, because the, even though this thing is fast, an SUV is definitely faster than it. And so I think Ben used his turn this time, or sorry, Sonny used his turn to get into the car. But I think both Portia and Ben can still act. And Portia, your, yours can be to to step on the gas and try to catch up to this thing if you want for this turn. Yeah. I might yell at them to put their seatbelts on or something and then we're, we're off. All right. So go ahead and um, go ahead and roll me a, a drive plus 40 check. We're good. So you're that's a 12 under 80. So you um, you kind of peel out in the dirt. Um, you like very skillfully like skid around to like start moving yourself and aiming toward um, aiming toward heading toward the dinosaur and you're catching up rapidly so uh so ben you can go ahead and and uh take an action here what would you like to do i guess um i guess it probably makes sense for me to try to try to take a shot um at it like from the from the passenger seat i don't know i don't know what else i can do um i've got like i've, I've got some points for melee weapons but i don't think there's like anything that i could hit it with that's gonna like really damage it more than a gun probably not so yeah you can you can roll down the window and lean out and try to take a shot if you want also remember yeah. and i think this is i think this is, comes into play now in this situation since your life is a little less at danger though still not not in danger uh, but if you want to take a round to aim and then take your shot next round you can do that that's that is allowed and that gives you a plus 20 on your on your check for the next round. Okay. And just kind of picture in my mind, like what side of the car is the dinosaur on? Yeah, so you're 
I assume because you're a good driver and you rolled a really good check that both Ben and Sonny are kind of leaning out the passenger side. And so you're driving up on the left side of the dinosaur and it's on the right. Okay. And you're not, you haven't fully caught up to it yet, but you're definitely within range to take a shot. Um, Sonny, what's your, what's your firearm score? 40. Okay. I'm wondering if you, if you could maybe aim at your next turn and then I feel like you'd have a very good chance of, of hitting it. Um, I, I, I don't know how you feel about that. Um, yeah, I guess like how many turns do we have left of this, uh, combat or, is it draw? Is it the dinosaur running in far away enough where we're gonna lose it in like the next turn? Yeah. So what I can tell you is that based on the ground that Porsche made up with just kind of one acceleration, the car, the SUV moves significantly faster. Like the the speed that it was moving at was something like 25 miles an hour, and so the SUV can move much more quickly than that. And so you know, not taking into account it trying to do something to the SUV. Uh, not taking into account, you know, if it can get somewhere that is, you know, where it can it can hide, you're faster than it. Okay, so we're going to have it in our sights for a good amount of time. And you're in a wide open desert also. Yeah, exactly. Uh, then, yeah, Ben, I'll definitely use my next turn to aim if you want to take a shot. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and just take a shot now. All right, go ahead and roll me firearms. So it's a 31 over 20, so that's a fail. So, you know, you're, you're trying to kind of aim steady at this thing, but, you know, you're in a kind of, you're driving on on the desert ground. It's it's bumpy and gravelly, and, you know, you kind of hit a bump as you fire, and, and the, the bullet flies overhead. It is now up, and it is uh, because, you know, it the, the vehicle hasn't yet caught up to the creature. It's going to continue to to run, um, try, you know, hoping, I think, that it can that it can get away. But Porsche, you're up. And so now your options, I think, are a little... You have a few more options, right? Like, what do you actually want to try to accomplish on this turn? Do you want to just kind of continue to keep up with it? Do you want to try to ram it? Do you want to do something else? You know, you you are driving, and so you're going to have to continue to drive. But you can be a little more creative if you want about, like, what it is that you're attempting to do with your driving. Yeah, so my first instinct is, like... It would be wonderful to just, you know, knock it over and then run it over. But since we're going so much faster, I want, like, no, we don't need to learn about this thing. No, I was like, it'd be interesting to just drive next to it and get a good look at it. But no, 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 we can just do that when it's dead. Um, So I guess if I could maybe get it at an angle where it would, like, fall over, because, I mean, it's kind of tall, so I don't think I can just run it over from straight. So I try to like cut you wanna, it off. You, and yeah, hit I mean, it. do you want to try to ram it? Do you want to try to? Because I think those are two different things, right? Do you want to try to ram it? Do you want to try to cut it off so that it has to like slow down? Um, or you could just like try to stay driving smoothly to give your your partners good shots. Any of those options, I think, are, are good. Do you think? Do you think if we if if we kind of like almost cut it off to slow it down, that 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 would you know that would give us like a like a better shot at it? Potentially, yeah. You know, like we would maybe be be more accurate. And we can, I can be like talking to you guys as this is all happening, right? In bursts, you can do that. Like you can be shouting at each other, yeah. Of like, should I try to run it over or should we keep shooting? I just feel like the car is more powerful than like a few shots. Yeah, that was going to be my question is, would the car cause more damage than... I would think so. It's slightly different, I think, but, you know, potentially. 
Like, it's just got those two big legs. So if we hit those two big legs, it can't, like, crawl, you know? The only thing I'm worried about is that is that uh, Portia and I have, I think, like, three hit points each. And so if, if we take any sort of injury, and I guess I'm just wondering, like, uh, there's a chance that if, if we try to ram it and it, like, it is able to, like, kick the car or, like, hit the car with its like okay. tail or something and like we like if, if one of us gets hurt like we're in trouble we could keep shooting at it and weaken it with our shots and then try and ram it later okay so yeah i will just set up the position the car so that they have the best shot possible all right so go ahead and give me a drive check to do that uh, and you can do this one at a, a plus 20 all right so that's a 71 over 60 and so you weren't attempting to do anything crazy, and so it's not like the car spins out of control or anything, but there's a little bit of a dip in the ground, a, you know, a little bit of, like, change in elevation that you didn't see, and so you bump kind of uh, a decent amount, and so I'm not going to give them a bonus to their shot. But Ben and Sunny, you are, you are either of you or both of you are up here. Did I already have a turn of aiming or no? You have not had a turn of aiming, so if you're going to aim, this is this is your chance here. Okay, then, yeah, I'll still go ahead and aim. You're going to aim, so that'll give you a plus 20 on your next firearms check, um, assuming nothing crazy happens between now and then. Um, and, Ben, what would you like to do? You know what? I, so I've I've already tried. I'm, I'm not a very good shot. I've, I've had uh, kind of a, a few failures there. Um, I, I've already tried uh, first aid on myself and failed, but I'm wondering if, if I can try to maybe... Uh, do some first aid on Portia, like while she's driving. Um, just you know, I think she had like a cut or something that I could like maybe try to take a look at. Yeah, what's your um, what's your first aid score? It's a thirty. All right, so I'm gonna make this is gonna be hard because you know it's kind of a, a fast moving situation. But if you want to go ahead and make a, fa- a first aid roll at uh, minus twenty, so you have to get ten or under. But yeah, you can you can try. All right, I think I mean it's 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 only a little little less likely than uh, than my firearm score so uh, I'll give it a shot because I feel like we're, we're like hanging on like we don't you know we don't have too much Ugh. so <laughs> so um what is, what, is a, what is a first aid fumble mean <laughs> so a first aid fumble actually inflicts damage no no and so um Ben kind of reaches down and like fumbles and grabs the first aid kit that was in the glove compartment of the FBI car. And, you know, you reach in and you uh, grab around for like, there's there's some like Neosporin in there. And you uh, you put some Neosporin and it's kind of bumpy around. You put some Neosporin on like a something to apply it to her wound on her arm. And you reach over and you hit a bump right as you're about to apply it, and the force kind of pushes into this, like, pretty bad wound that uh, Portia already had, and the pain Portia is excruciating, and you're, you're already so run down, you know, you had, you had radiation poisoning earlier, um, and you've just been attacked by this creature, and... Oh, damn it, I am sorry. And you... Uh, you fall unconscious at two hit points. Unconscious. Unconscious, and that's where we're going to end our story today. Oh man! <laughs> so uh, Porsche's unconscious. The car's still moving though, and the dinosaur keeps running. I'm not reaching for the wheel. I'm I'm taking a shot. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
This podcast was published by arrangement with the Delta Green Partnership. The intellectual property known as Delta Green is a trademark and copyright owned by the Delta Green Partnership, who has licensed its use here. The scenario Future Perfect is copyright Dennis Detwiller, and the contents of this podcast are copyright Nature of My Game podcast, excepting those elements that are the components of the Delta Green intellectual property. Our intro music was composed and produced by Jean-Luc Bouchard. You can find more information about the Nature of My Game podcast at NOMG Podcast on Twitter and Instagram or at NOMGpodcast.com.